This is Chris Wade. This is UFC featherweight Dennis, the menace Bermudez, and you are listening to the Underground Fight Cast. He hit him with a fucking flying armbar. He is the greatest of all time. And he was also a black bear. Black bear. He needs to be stripped of his title. They're calling it the poop rule. So. Oh, This is episode number 73 of the Underground Fight Cast. I am your host, Chris Miles. Anthony Elwell on the other side of this DJ booth. What's happening, brother? What's up, man? So uh, I want to give a quick shout out to some of our listeners out in Amsterdam, especially in the Netherlands. Huge listens in the Netherlands. We got some big fans out there. Shout out to all the Netherlands listeners. Uh, USA, got to step your game up. We're going to make <laughs> yeah. America great again. Uh, you got to start listening to the podcast. And make the Netherlands great again. Exactly. A bit, another big announcement that we just decided on the spot. Uh, we got a lot of great feedback last week from the uh, random plot generator where we came up with stories and shit. And we had a lot of fun with that. So I know we just started recently doing the off-topic topic of the week. Well, we changed that up. Now it is stories on the spot. So at the end of every episode, towards the end, once we're done with all our fight talks and everything... We're going to go through our random plot generator. We'll try and come up with the best story. As of last week, when it came to the two men in their 30s and they were in prison hmm. and all that, uh, Anthony's story got the best reaction. Well, uh, which one? Because I, I, did, I basically, I, you know, I did the first one and then I, I completely fixed yours. So that's your, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yours. Your original one with uh, the two men in prison and he gets the call that, uh, the guy in prison, he has to kill his buddy. That's, that's I just sold to that to him. Lionsgate, yeah. So that was yeah, cool. that's the one. Yeah, Penguin yeah. Publishing uh, <laughs> is picking up my pilot. Um, so big week this past week. We had WWE SummerSlam this week. We have a UFC Fight Night card that we will go over. Uh, but what I find most interesting is that SummerSlam. We got a lot of great feedback also on the reaction show that we did. So that was something that we told you guys a few months back that we were going to start doing. And then, uh, you know, we never really got to it. But after SummerSlam, I was like, you know what? This will be the perfect opportunity to launch a reaction show. And that's what I did. So I did a reaction show to SummerSlam. If you guys are anxious to get my full thoughts on SummerSlam, you can check that episode out. It's under the playlist reactions on SoundCloud. It's also on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. So, um... You know, it's not part of our official episodes, but, uh, you know, if you if you excuse the quality, it's not quite studio quality like this is, and I apologize for that in the reaction video. But uh, it was... sent it to me. I would have... Uh, yeah, but I wanted to get you, it out, like, right away. You know what, though? It's not even the... You could... You know what we got to get you? Just one of these. Yeah, the yeah the uh, the pop filter. Or not the no, pop not filter, the the, the, the uh, acoustical... Uh, so, because what you hear foam. in your thing, the bad sound is your room. Yeah, it's my room that and the wood and yeah. all the sounds just bouncing everywhere. Your voice goes right into that and dies, and now it's just kind of like a, like a booth effect, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so overall, I really like SummerSlam. I thought it was a good show. Uh, some fans were unhappy with the ending. Some fans didn't really like how it was booked. But I said, uh, fuck you guys. I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was good. NXT TakeOver was actually fantastic. Uh, there was this wicked spot during some of the match. Every spot had some crazy spots. Uh, every match had some crazy spots. But uh, there was this one where uh, this guy, Ricochet. I, I think we spoke about Ricochet. Why, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, he wound up winning. He's yeah. the new NXT North American champion. But he does a flip move. So like he'll, he'll jump on the middle rope and he'll backflip. And as he was in the middle of his backflip, the guy gave him a super kick right to the face. And it was the sickest spot ever. Like, it's definitely don't try this at home type <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, so NXT TakeOver was very good. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not getting into the entire SummerSlam card, but I do want to go over a few things uh, real quick. The first thing was uh, Charlotte Flair defeating Becky Lynch and Carmella. She's the new SmackDown Women's Champion. After the match is over, uh, it's it's important to preface what we said. So last week, Anthony, I think I said to you that the thing to keep an eye on in this match is Charlotte and Becky. Yeah. Because it was originally Carmella against Becky Lynch, and then Carmella came to save her from a beatdown, and then she faced Carmella for a chance to get into the match, and she was added because she beat Carmella. So it became a triple threat match, right? And then Becky, at the end of the match, she had Carmella in uh, her armbar finisher called the Disarmor. 
and she had the arm bar in, and, and Carmella was about to tap, and then Charlotte comes from behind and hits the natural selection, which is a uh, like a, a, a somersault bulldog type move. So she just kind of uh, does a flip and grabs Becky's head and slams it into the mat, and she won, right? So she pinned Becky, and at the end of the fight, they're hugging, they're like, you know, like, emotional and whatever all this different kind of stuff and then becky just clocks the shit out of her and becky turns heel right now you know becky lynch right yeah. you've seen becky lynch uh not exactly someone that the fans want to boo mm-hmm. she's very big she's got that very she's like a baby face like yeah. she's got that kind of like if i'm not mistaken she came out last at the uh, royal rumble like she was like the she was one of the final ones in there yeah 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 and she uh Listen, the fans aren't going to boo her, and they didn't. So they cheered so loudly when she hit Charlotte, and it was the opposite reaction of what they were looking for. Hmm. They didn't want Charlotte getting booed. But if you put, a, if you turn one of your biggest baby faces heel, the fans are just going to love whatever she does. Yeah. And that's what happened. And WWE did not get the reaction they wanted. Uh, Becky really beat her down, and, and, uh, you know, she was pissed at uh, Charlotte for getting involved in the match in the first place because she's saying, like, you know, you've had all your chances, you've had all your cha- uh, opportunities, and now this is my chance to become a champion, and you have to, you know, come in this match and ruin it for me. Yeah. Then she blamed the women, she blamed the fans on SmackDown, but no one wants to boo her. Like, they won't boo her. So WWE kind of cornered themselves in an interesting predicament because now it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here with the uh, Charlotte-Becky feud. So that seems to be uh, an interesting dynamic that they added there. Um, ton of DQ finishes in this pay-per-view. AJ Styles won by disqualification. Um, what was the disqualification? I'm sorry, Samoa Joe won by disqualification. Oh, he did win. Yeah, uh, but he didn't win the belt. You don't win the belt via DQ. Gotcha. So, uh, Which is just their way of... AJ uh, hit him with a chair after the entire match. He was goading AJ's family. And uh, the storyline's going to continue. They, they had a really good match. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Finn Balor came back as the demon uh, to beat... Baron Corbin. He won. Yeah, and he won. I think I've rooted for him. He won in a minute and 35 seconds. Oh, wow. Came back as the demon and just destroyed So you think they got something in the works for him? Yeah, well, he was in the main event this past week against Roman for the Universal Championship, and they put on a great match. Hmm. Uh, Roman wound up winning. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, Ronda Rousey, new Raw Women's Champion. She absolutely destroyed Alexa Bliss. Four minutes uh, the match was, and she just... I think Becky got. Uh, I'm sorry, Alexa got one move in. That uh, makeup Ronda Rousey. Yeah, that's... she had that black swan thing going on. Didn't you care know? for that at all. Yeah, no, I didn't understand it. Uh, I can tell you, the MMA community had a field day <laughs> with her. <laughs> well, hey, man, she's fucking Raw Women's Champion now, and uh, she went in there and 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 completely and utterly dominated, which is how she should be booked, right? But I brought it yeah. up. I brought it up in the pre-show. I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on this. So, WWE kind of fucked themselves now because they have her in the same position that they had Asuka, but kind of even worse because like Ronda is just so easily taking care of these women. Yeah. How do you? How do you take it off of her eventually? You know. I listen. If Brock can hold his belt for as long as he held it, being one foot in, one foot out, literally not like. Like now it's back on Raw, right? Because yeah. he's not. He, I mean, it sounds like this is the only thing she's gonna do. She enjoys it. Yep. What's What's wrong with keeping it on her and making her look as dominant as Brock Lesnar? Because the more wins she gets, and the more convincing that she beats these women. See, the, the, the one of the main problems is the women's roster is not nearly as deep as the men's roster. Yeah. The second problem is that she's in real life, in reality, head and shoulders above any other woman athlete in the company. Yeah. You know? Like, four minutes is four minutes longer than she would really last. Right, that's <laughs> like, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. like, But, like, four minutes was when the bell rang. Yeah. And Alexa Bliss was trying to get away from her. Like, it was a lot of chasing around. There was not a lot of action at all. Oh, okay. Like, it was very... Like, once it was action, it was, you know, over. But, um... And, and Ronda was great, and she was so over with the crowd. Like, the crowd... 
loves her. She's very popular in WWE. This past Raw, she just broke Stephanie McMahon's arm. Uh, fake. Didn't really break it. But Thanks for just saying it so I didn't have to. Yeah, right. Yeah, because <laughs> I know really you're going to come visit. Did she really break it? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just see the more she wins and the more unstoppable she looks, the harder it's going to be to find someone believable enough to beat her. Yeah. You know? Like, she already faced Nia Jax. Nia Jax is big. That's the first person I just thought of you already. Charity. She already beat her. Yeah. Or she already faced her and they and they had a good match. She um, can get double teamed. Yeah, I mean yeah, she could. Or just one of those things where I you know, I don't know. Like look at all the great wrestlers in the company, right? Like uh Sasha Banks, Bailey. None of these girls like come close to what Ronda does. Yeah. You know, like Sonya Deville, who's on SmackDown, she got some MMA experience, but like I was saying on the reaction show, like Ronda has beaten legitimate MMA women fighters in 14 seconds, 16 seconds, a minute. Like yeah. a, a large majority of her fights have never made it out of the first round. Yeah. So, you know, like how do you how do you do that? Like how do you how do you book yourself out of that corner that you put paint yourself in? You know, dude. I say, I say, you don't ever like let. I, unless it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I don't know, she pins the person, but someone else is interfering, so the ref doesn't see it. Like a lot of like that Kevin Owens, uh, Sami Zayn shit, where they were like just, just so distracting. Like maybe something like that, but no one could ever like straight up beat her because that's the most unbelievable thing. Yeah, you know, shenanigans. You know, maybe, but I, I say you just let her rock it. You let Brock rock it. I know I get but it. You're, but you're right. The, uh, the pool is not as deep. I'm fine with her rocking it. I'm fine with her keeping that belt for as long as she wants. But the the issue then becomes, who beats her? Like you don't have anybody. Yeah. That could beat Ronda the Rousey. The only person believable is Nia Jax because she's right. You know, like you could build up Oscar again. But the allure is kind of gone. Like, you'd have to do a really good job. Yeah. You'd have to turn her heel. You'd have to do a really good job. The only person is Charlotte. Like, believably. Yeah. You know? Like, believably. Like, but in real life, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Is like, it's so hard to separate when you talk about how she's the baddest woman on the planet. And it's like, yeah, she is. Like, you know, one of the baddest women on the planet. Yeah. But your girls aren't the baddest women on the planet. Like, they're great athletes, not taking away anything like that. But, you know, like, they're more you, like, to me, like, superstars. It? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, well, that's what they literally are. Yeah. And then uh, let's just talk real quick. Uh, two more matches. The match of the night for me was The Miz and Daniel Bryan. Uh, they had a great match, a lot of great storytelling in that match. Uh, the Miz beat Daniel Bryan. Called it, he man. He got some brass knucks. Called it. So did I, yeah. I said he has to win if they want oh, to keep this going. Oh, yeah, you did say yeah. that, yeah. And uh, he hit him with the brass knucks, and uh, that was the end of the match. It went 25 minutes, man. It was a very long, good match, entertaining nonetheless. And then the ending, okay? So earlier in the night, Braun Strowman, our, uh, our monster in the bank, as they call him on WWE, they booked him against Kevin Owens. We so had that match with Kevin Owens. He beat Kevin Owens in a minute, just under two minutes. Owens got one move in. He just completely squashed Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking, all right, they're gonna they're gonna do the cash in at the end of the night. They made him beat Kevin Owens so fast to make him look so dominant that when he cashes in later, like who can stop? Yeah, Braun Strowman. You know, Lesnar comes out, Reigns comes out. Both guys are in the ring, and then Braun Strowman's music hits. And he comes down with his briefcase and and gets in the ring, and he goes, listen. He goes, I'm not a guy that's going to sneak up on anybody. I'm not a guy who's going to take advantage of a weak opponent. I'm going to beat you both face-to-face. So he goes, I don't care who wins this match, whether it's Roman or whether it's Brock. I'm coming. I'll be standing right here at ringside waiting for my match after this is over, right? Reigns and Brock starts. It's six minutes of exactly what we saw at WrestleMania. Like, really nothing different at all except the blood, no blood. And there was a spot where Brock Lesnar was on the apron and Roman Reigns is going for a spear to spear him outside the ring. Lesnar moves out of the way and Reigns spears Strowman, who's 
standing on the outside of the ring, right? So both guys are down. Lesnar goes outside the ring. He uh, picks up the briefcase and he hits Strowman with it like one or two times. Hits Strowman with an F5 on the outside. Takes the briefcase and flings it to the top of the stage. Hits the top of the Titantron. Like he such power, like <laughs> crazy power. Yeah. And and he broke the Titantron right. So he flings this thing up the stage, and then he gets in the ring. Roman Reigns beats him. Right. Roman Reigns wins. The briefcase is all the way on the stage. Let, Strowman's been taken down by Brock and Roman and the briefcase and all these weapon shots and all that type of stuff. So Roman just wins. How'd he win? Uh, he speared Brock. How speared. loud were the boos? Very. Yeah. Very. Well, not as... Okay, they were loud, but WWE was brilliant because they put Strowman at ringside and all the fans were waiting for Strowman to get back up get in the ring, and beat Roman. Mm. And then the fans started to realize that wasn't going to happen. And they started booing again. So it was loud. So they bought themselves a couple of minutes. Of exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that they could dub in somewhere down yeah. the line where Roman wins the title. Yeah. Uh, so let's go, to, let's go to Raw, okay? Braun Strowman. Uh, first of all, so Brock loses finally. He's, he's not the champion anymore. And reports are saying that Brock is done with WWE for now. Uh, he's interested, and the company is interested in bringing him back after the Cormier fight, which I suppose is going to happen in January or you something. Saw, you saw what uh, Cormier tweeted out? Yeah, because he was he's a big wrestling fan, yeah. so he was watching SummerSlam, and he's like, you know. We were talking last time how slim he was looking. Now that you got rid of that belt, try and come and take this one. And I was like, man, yeah. you guys are playing WWE games right now. This, this is all right. Yeah. And then uh, Braun Strowman comes back on Monday night. He's got the briefcase. and <laughs> They got it down from the Jumbotron. <laughs> he says it again. He's like, I'm going to cash in my briefcase tonight. And you know, whoever the champ might be at the end of the night, whether it's Roman Reigns or Finn Balor, I'm going to be the champion, right? So Roman and Balor put on this great match, and Roman is about to finish the match off, and Braun Strowman's music hits, and let's listen to what the what the reaction and response was oh no he warned us Braun Strowman warned us Braun Strowman who has the money to make contract and oh, oh! taking advantage of the distraction sling blade by Balor drives Reigns into the corner Reigns gonna do it Balor to the top rope it's gonna happen Balor's dreams go to God nobody home Spare by Reigns There's no rest for the weary. Here is your winner. Here comes the monster. The Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. The monster is in the ring. Strowman is literally living up to his wound. Strowman with a boot to Reigns. Monday Night Raw is live in Brooklyn. Reigns has retained the title. The money the bank contract holder is in the ring. Is Strowman going to cash in? He is. Is Strowman going to cash in? Michael, he is. Cashing in! Strowman's cashing in! We've got a second championship match! Wait a minute! Oh my god, boy! Oh my god! Rollins, Ambrose, the shield! The shield is here! What does Strowman do when he goes right after Reigns? And here's Rollins and Ambrose, and the Shield is taking on Strowman. That old familiar sight of the Hounds of Justice protecting their brethren. Oh, punch! Ambrose clips him at the knee. Rollins with a kick to the face. Roman Reigns sends Strowman over the top rope. What a moment! What a moment here tonight! Look oh no! And now Rollins, Strowman is down. What a moment, what a moment on Raw. Absolutely incredible. The pack mentality prevailing once again. That's exactly what it is, it? three on one. Are we one. gonna see it here it's tonight? It's time to summon the Cerberus. Oh, but 
Strowman is fighting back. And look at the monster go. He's oh. by Reigns. Three on one is just too much. Look at the look in Roman's face. Bring it back. All times. Revisited here tonight. Strowman's up. Nearly 400 pounds. Triple power bomb through the table. So as you just heard, Strowman comes down. And he's about to beat up Roman Reigns, and then the Shields music hits, and out comes Ambrose and Rollins in full Shield attire, and the three of them just beat down Braun Strowman. Now, let me ask you a question, Ant, because WWE is not going to book it this way, but let me ask you. Yeah. You're watching a movie. Mm -hmm. The guy that you're rooting for comes out ready to seize his opportunity against maybe a guy that you don't have any qualms with, whatever. And then two of his buddies come down and start beating up on the guy that you're rooting for, and now it's a three-on-one. Mm -hmm. And they're just beating him down, beating him down. Wouldn't that make them the the bad guys in your eyes? Yes. See, I don't know if WWE's going to book it that way. They, it, they should. Yeah. Because it was a, it, it's a very heelish thing to do. Like, Roman was about – Roman won the match against Balor. We heard that. Roman beats Balor. Hits him with a spear. Then Strowman gets on the apron, comes in, punts Roman in the chest with like this huge boot to the chest, and then cashes in his briefcase. And you heard JoJo. She goes, ladies and gentlemen, Braun Strowman is cashing in his money in the bank, and as soon as the bell's about to ring, the Shields music hits, they come down, and it's a three-on-one. And they put Strowman through the announce table like... Now, Strowman, he can still cash in because the match never officially started. Okay. So yeah. he still has his briefcase to use. But now it's just like... Why are they trying to make him look, not weak, but like weakening him? Weakening Strowman? Yeah. Well, they didn't because it took three of the biggest names in the company to keep him down. Yeah. But the thing is that it seems to me how they're booking it. What they're trying to do is they're trying to take two of the most popular people in Rollins and Ambrose and put them back with Roman so Roman will get cheered by proxy. Okay. That's the logic behind their decision. Man. How it comes off is the champ can't defend it himself, yeah. so he needs help from his two buddies, thus making him a heel champion. And now the face, Braun Strowman, will have to overcome all three guys in the shield if he wants to get that title. Yeah. That's not what they're going for, I don't think. Maybe they are. Maybe by Monday we'll have it all figured out. But it's definitely one of the crazier endings to Raw in a while where it's like, what's going to happen next? So, SummerSlam was good. The Raw after was pretty good. SmackDown was good. Uh, the New Day or the new tag team champions, they lost at SummerSlam, and then they won at... Uh, on SmackDown this, uh, this past Tuesday night. And Harper and Rowan, who were the Bludgeon Brothers, Rowan tore his bicep. So he's going to be out for a long time. He needs surgery and all that. So he'll be out for quite a long time. So the Bludgeon Brothers might not be a thing anymore. So we'll see what it winds up happening with Harper. And we'll see what new tag teams jump up. I mean, there's plenty of uh, plenty of potential there for some, for some pop-ups there, uh, for some new tag teams that could definitely get some uh, opportunities. Now, WWE talk is all done. UFC fight night this week, baby. Woo! We got a little Justin Gaethje action coming off two losses, though, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he was 18-0, and 0, now he's 18-2. and 2. He's, uh, I will give him that. He is entertaining to watch, though. Yeah. So wh what are we looking at this week? It's a good card overall. I'm nothing, nothing too crazy, but uh, the co-main event, if they're calling it that, uh, we got uh, Michael Johnson versus Andre Feely. So, you know, Michael Johnson was always good. He just gets super tough opponents. You know, three losses Johnson in Johnson against Gagey, I remember that. That was like a match of the year yeah, fight. Yeah. yeah, and Johnson almost actually put him out. And then that's the only thing, though, is uh, it seems as the fight goes on and he gets withered down a bit. But uh, Andre Feely's coming off that 
might I say, bullshit split decision win over Dennis Bermudez. Um, yes. The one where yes, we were he like, is. he lost every round. And they're yeah, like, no. I thought, dude, I thought Bermudez won that 30-27. Uh, dude, Bermudez, I, his, <laughs> dude, oh my God, Dennis. Dennis, <laughs> Dennis, I, I, I feel bad for Dennis. Dennis, uh, he should have like uh, two out of three fight wins right now, you know? Yeah. He would... beat Feely and the guy he just faced, he beat him. I don't remember the Darren Elkins fight. But, uh, I think Elkins won that one. Yeah, that I think yeah. I give to Elkins. And then, yeah, just those two after that were not even close to me. Well, <laughs> I guess they were close, but. And then Gaethje and. Uh... Yeah, James Vick, he's coming. This will be, uh, he's on a four-fight win streak. And I don't know, he hasn't faced the, I don't want to say not the toughest, the, uh, you know, the more upper echelon guys. Um, so this will be one of the first, like, really good guys he faces but you know Gaethje's gonna he's got a big storm but he's been talking he's gonna just use more wrestling and not try to do the exact fights he was doing with the other guys so yeah I don't know I I'm gonna go with uh Justin Gaethje on this by that's what I want to say yeah I'm gonna go with uh TKO round I guess this is five rounds yeah the main event so I'm going to go like round three or four. Jason Gaethje gets a TKO. Granted, he is not just getting his head pulverized like he usually does. <laughs> I was going to say. Because then he can't go much longer. I'm going to go. Well, for the first fight, I'm going to go Michael Johnson. Yeah, I, don't I, think, didn't, I didn't pick you. Yeah, I'm going to go with Michael Johnson on I that didn't like. I didn't like Feely's fight uh, with Bermudez. Yeah. I didn't like how he looked. And if Bermudez did that well against him, um, even though you know he got the win controversially, uh, I think Michael Johnson will be able to fuck him up. This might be a fight where Johnson looks really good, and it's yeah. like, oh, Johnson looked great, but one of those guys that never jumps past his little tier, you know? Yeah, could be um, right in the middle there, just not much yep. higher. But as a, as a as far as Gaethje against Vic, I'm gonna go with James Vic. I think I, I really like James Vic. I've seen him fight a few times now. I can see it. He fights smart. So. Yeah, I really like James Vic. Um, but Gaethje's just a a broad. He's just a swinger. Yeah. He's just like, you know, he's he's the guy who has the puncher's chance because he's always throwing punches. So, yeah. I, I'm going to go James Vick because you're going Gaethje, so I'll go Vick. I wouldn't mind seeing Gaethje win, though. I You know, I like guys who, you know, have good records. Like, what is he, 19 and 2? Is that what, uh, 19 and 2? Oh, awesome. I just, I just, <laughs> all that space and where I've decided to put my mouse and click was the X button. Um yeah, I'm not sure. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to go with James Vick. 18 and 2. <laughs> I'm going to go with James Vick. And I could see it. I could I'd totally, if THG doesn't change up his game plan at all, then, yeah, I could totally see this. I could see, like, the opposite of my win would be James Vick, round 3 or 4, TKO. I hear you, bro. I hear you. All right. So that's this week's UFC Fight Night CAD. That's this week's Fight Night COD, and we went over SummerSlam. So, other than that, man, there's not really a lot going on this week. Very yep. quiet week. Yeah, no new news. Usually there's a lot week. more news than uh, fight like, yeah. announcements. But uh, As we usually actually do. Actually, we have some – well, I think Rockhold says he wasn't going to take – he wasn't taking the fight with Weidman, which is weird because they were already billing it. Yeah. And he goes, no, nah, I didn't sign shit. And he's like, they need to give me a better deal, and that's not happening. But okay. apparently they got that figured out. And uh, the real sad one is Paulo Costo and uh, the Soldier of God. They're off. Really? Why? Uh, what happened? Fucking uh, God, what's his name? Romero. <laughs> Romero. He's, there you uh, go. Bingo. Jesus. Uh, that name recall. On Baby podcast. brain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says he, I think he got his orbital bone, surgery on his orbital bone, and he says he needs way more time uh, than what uh, he originally thought so. He's so he's too. so he's scared. And now Paul Acosta saying, "Well, then I don't want anyone else, and I'm going to wait for him." So wow. So that's all of a sudden this great two thirty card that we had. Yeah. is down to Diaz against uh, Poirier. Yeah, it fell uh, and two th- and they which one was a uh, wide hole uh, Weidman Rock hole? That was, was supposed it? to be that one too. Th- yeah, and that yeah. was almost off too. Jeez. And but we did get. Amanda Nunes, Chris Cyborg, which I've been asking for. That's right. When's that? Two thirty-one. I think I want to say two thirty-one. I just in saw December. the announcement. Uh, in December. Yeah, yeah. And Paul Acosta, Yo- Yoel Romero is just buying more time to train and avoid a t- uh, avoid a knockout. Ooh-wee, Paulo. Man, I, I think. No, I Paulo go Costa, the fucking. I mean, I know he's a jacked, but the fucking balls, Paulo. 
yo, you know what's weird? D- I mean, and it could just be the way they have it out, but uh, UFC 230, it shows there's no main event, then uh, Jaka Ray versus David Branch, and yep. then Dustin Poirier, Nate Diaz underneath, and then down. I thought Poirier Diaz would have been the main oh, event. Yeah. No, I think it is. I think it, where are you on wiki? Wiki, yeah, I yeah, guess that could probably, be. It's probably they probably edited it weirdly. Yeah, yeah, that has to be the main. You're not gonna put Nate Diaz for or that. Or at least money. the co-main event. You're not gonna put that on the Jacare David Branch. No, I think you're gonna put I, you're gonna put Poirier in. Yeah, Nate you're Diaz. right. I think it's yeah, just it has to fucking... be right. Yeah, it's got to be that. All right. Well, let's go into this week's story on the spot. Story on the spot. How'd you like that? Good. The story sounded familiar. What do you mean? Was a lady. So last week we had uh, we had a little competition brewing, right? So we'll, we'll we'll jump back in now, okay? So again, we're gonna do main character, character number two, a setting, a situation, a theme, and a character action. Main character action, okay? So Anthony, yes, give me a story about the following elements. You ready? <laughs> oh God! The main character is a man in his fifties who is very courageous, okay? The character number two is a man in his early 20s who can be quite decisive. Okay. The setting is in an airplane. All right. The situation is someone's being cheated. The theme is about rags to riches. (laughs) And the situation and the character action is that the man in his 50s who's very courageous investigates with the help of a good friend the 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 real problem with this random story generator is they mean random i mean the one you told me earlier was so dis it was like okay mission impossible okay well maybe maybe we'll do uh (laughs) you jumped you jumped like serious just now uh so we'll go over it again so we got a man yeah we got a man in his 50s who's very courageous gotcha a man in his early 20s who can be quite decisive. Uh, the story is on an airplane. Someone is being cheated. It's a story about rags to riches. And the main man in his 50s investigates with the help of a good friend. <laughs> Does the whole movie have to take place on an airplane? Because that limits you <laughs> so the much. The story begins in an airplane. Oh, begins on begins an airplane. Begins in an airplane. Okay. And so, But someone on the airplane is being cheated? Uh, yes. Okay. So it doesn't have to be our main characters. Right, no, it doesn't need to be your main character, exactly. Oh, let me see. Okay. And what was the very last bit? The very last was that the character investigates with the help of a good friend. Okay, so he's courageous and he investigates something. So right away I'm going to say he's some sort of, he's an air marshal. Okay. I'm going to go with that. The, the man in his 50s, the, the man courageous 50s, man. courageous, yeah. Okay. So an air marshal begins on an airplane. Begins on an airplane. Okay. Did it say what type of movie or that doesn't do that? No. Okay. No. You so can make it be whatever you want. It could be a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. We should we should set parameters. What type okay. of what type of yeah. you know what I mean? All right, yeah, yeah for sure. What? So what is your Oh, for okay, for both of us. Yeah. Um we should make it like a Yeah. <laughs> Let's do We should do you know what? Let me see if there's a random uh genre generator. Genre generator. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Random genre movie genre, right? Movie It better not be like spaghetti western. I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> All right. Random movie genre generator, okay? Okay. <laughs> of course that's a thing. And it's a wheel. It's a fucking oh, wheel. Oh my god. Flick the wheel, spin. Oh, All right, it's a rom, it's a romance, rom com. It's just a, romance? it's a romance. So it could be a rom com. Oh, so it's a romance. But it's a romance. Okay. So a man in his fifties, very courageous. A man in his early twenties who can be quite decisive. Story begins in an airplane. Someone is being cheated. So that helps us a little bit. Uh, it's a story about rags to riches. Your character investigates with the help of a good friend. I got it. Go ahead. The man in his 50s, the very courageous man. Yeah. I'll stick with you saying that. Air Marshal? No. The, along oh. the same lines. He's a former um, 
eccentric military man. Kind of like how Forrest Gump was. Very eccentric and, and never like... Never seen it. Never seen Okay. Never saw Forrest Gump? Yeah, no, I've never seen it, but I know what Forrest Gump is. You never saw Forrest Gump? <laughs> no. Are you kidding? What, when, uh, no, why would I? Isn't that an old movie? No, like 94, 95? Yeah, I was born in 92. <laughs> Dude, that movie's an absolute masterpiece. Yeah, I get that. Wow. I've seen it like come on TV. How are you gonna be trying to write stories? You never saw Forrest Gump. It's one of the best stories ever. So is that that you have to watch Forrest Gump? Before oh you can yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we'll do. Um, we will do. I thought. Wait, Forrest Gump was in the military. Yeah, I thought he was. He was. Oh, and he was also in the military. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's literally- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Infinity Wars and then Forrest Gump. Dude, it's that good. It's I, I would never lead you down a bad path. No. I, right? tr- I, I, you know what I saw for the first Except time? Except for that one time I put crystal meth in your uh, in your beer. <laughs> yeah, that, that was fucked yeah, up. that I didn't care for. <laughs> uh, what was this other one? Castaway? Or Sail Away? Or Cast- Castaway. Yeah. yeah, I just saw that for the first time. Like Fantastic couple, movie. Six, that was really good. Yeah, well, Forrest Gump is better than Castaway. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to watch Forrest Gump. It's amazing. Okay. So anyway, uh, the man in his 50s, he's very courageous, a former military man yeah. who um, is a little bit eccentric. He's 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 not this normal guy, but the, the man in his early 20s, a very decisive guy, right? He has decided that, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to propose to my girlfriend. I'm on my way to visit her parents this weekend. Okay. And I'm going to propose to my girlfriend. And and this is how I'm going to this is what I'm going to do. But he's sitting next to this this guy who uh who may be very courageous for sure, but we find out later that his life story is sort of like I got nowhere to go. And the guy feels bad for him. He's like, you know what? You can stay with us. And he has to bring this crazy e- eccentric guy to his future fiance's parents' house to stay with them. So he brings a guest that he met on an airplane. Yeah. Right? So it's a little rom com right? Then we find out that, this, that the fiance has been cheating on the boyfriend. Mm. The military guy, the older guy, he's like, hey, man, I think your girlfriend's cheating on you. While they're in the house. Like, yeah. he's the only one that, because he's like, inve- yeah. Right. And he's We're investigating like it yeah. for his good friend that he just met. Yeah. Hey, I think your girlfriend's cheating on you. And the guy's like, fuck you, man. Like, you don't even know me. You don't even know my girlfriend. Like, get out of the house. And he's like, what? I thought we were friends. And he's like, we were never friends. I just felt sorry for you. Like, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're useless. All that kind of, get out of my house, get out of our house. And then the truth comes out that he actually, she actually was cheating on him. And she never, he never told her about the proposal. So he just leaves and he's got to go find his friend again. You know, the only part that's missing here. Rags to riches. Is rags to riches. It's rags to riches. Maybe it's for the main character, this eccentric military guy, former military guy. It's not rags to riches in terms of money. Okay. Yeah. It's rags to riches in terms of friendship. He I actually got it, has a friendship. So now. I like yours. He's got a friend. And if I had a, I'll kind of work off for of yours. Both of the military guy and the guy on the plane, the young guy, yeah. are. They don't have money. The other, so neither of them have the money. The guy, and, and and a good way to do the backstory is like her family's wealthy. She's wealthy. She's got that. Yeah. And he actually has like a true love back home who kind of has the financial situation he is, but he decided I'm going to be with someone who's richer and live that type of like lifestyle. But that's like, he's got like a, a girl we know about in the movie that back home. So yeah. they'll go back t- cross country to her. We'll go back to her. But, uh, so his real thing is like the love and but the while the guy's there investigating the girl cheating uh and he finds out while he's in the house doing that he realizes the dad's got you know their money's not like truly honest money 
and he sees cash in the house and he goes, this guy's kind of a scumbag. He, you know, he's dealing with whatever. So then they decide, Hey, why don't we go back and you know, fuck the, cause those people were shitty. We'll say like yeah. you know, the house, they're completely shitty to them. They're not good in-laws. She's not good. So as like the audience, you're like, yeah, go fuck them. Take their money. And he's like, listen, I was in that guy's fucking office looking for like a computer to use. And I saw the money in the drawer, but I left it cause you know, was yeah. going to rob the people we're with. They get money, something like that. I don't know. That's See, I had an idea, and I completely forgot it. When you were speaking, I had an idea, and I completely forgot what it was. He... So, like, the parents might not... The parents might think that this kid, this decisive 20-year-old, is not good enough for their daughter. Yeah. And they don't want their daughter marrying this this young kid, especially a young kid in his twenties who's bringing random, <laughs> yeah. you know, stragglers yeah. into their house. I guess that part's weird. <laughs> yeah. So like that's what that's what really fucks it up. Well, I like it. I yeah. Like it. Other than that, I can't think of this one kind of th- the other one. The other one wasn't so random. It was like very like. Let's do out. a little surprise. <laughs> Let's do a bonus story on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that one it was too uh I like it though. That's a, yeah, you know. But then idea. you got to do the genre generator. And then we'll do the genre generator. I don't know if, you know what? We'll do genre generator first because then we'll have a better idea, okay? And we are going Would you like to spin? Oh, wait, yeah. it's spinning already. Uh, all right, hang on. Okay. Hang on. No, 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 you can do it. With that okay, one good cuz it's a foreign film. Okay. So, all I right. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> spin the wheel. Let me know what you come up with. Come on. Oh, that's not what it landed on. What? It, actually, a documentary. <laughs> documentary, okay. Okay, that'd be All right. Well, all right, so it's kind of tough Yeah. to do a documentary. Um, yeah, maybe do it again, because that, that's all a right. real-life thing, right? Yeah, because yeah. a documentary would have... Well, you could also do a mock mockumentary. Mockumentary. You ever seen that movie with a... Uh, let's get a backup one. If the okay, documentary right, thing right, doesn't right, work yeah. out... It, All right, so this story that we're about to tell you is either going to be a mockumentary or... It said foreign again. So, <laughs> so. We got to stick with foreign. All right, next time it lands on foreign, we have music to Music or musical? <laughs> or a musical. Okay. Oh, God. All right, a musicals. mockumentary <laughs> or a musical, okay? Now, the good thing about this is that musicals don't really need to have a great plot at all. Yeah, no. It's all just about the music, you know? Yeah. So the main character in this is a woman in, <laughs> a woman in her 50s who can be quite bold. Not bald in her head. Bold. 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 Like, hey, Arnold, you're a bold kid, Arnold. So a woman in her 50s who can be quite bold, okay? The, char- the second character is a woman in her early 40s who can be quite secretive. Mm, interesting. Sounds like a musical. <laughs> it does, yeah. The setting is in an airplane again. Oh, my God. <laughs> the story begins in an airplane, all right? Uh, you know what? We'll change it. The story now begins on a train. That's a little better. That's a little better. <laughs> okay. It's a little better. So the situation is someone is leaving for good. The theme is it's about a corrupt society, and the character action was that the character sees something that she wasn't meant to see. So it's perfect. This is easy. That, that does have musical. This is easy. Yeah. So what you can do is... The main character in her 50s, who can be quite bold, right? She sees something at home that she wasn't supposed to, whether it's uh, something with her with I, I mean, it, it, the story is about a corrupt society, mm-hmm. right? So it could be about maybe she's a government employee who saw some shady shit and she's on the road now. A government musical. <laughs> you know, a government musical. Shouldn't need to do government. Yeah. Maybe it's any like uh some embezzlement maybe it's some um, money laundering any kind of crime that yeah. would be in a corporate setting uh or it could be you know like someone got killed or something or some like they saw a drug deal going down and they're on the run now because someone's after them mm-hmm. right so they're trying to get away now that's what someone's leaving for good i got to pack up and leave i can't go back it's done yeah. i can't go back and the woman in her 40s knows the secret that the girl has on the train. And the musical is about 
how the woman on the train thinks that she's leaving for good, but she doesn't know that the woman in her 40s that she befriended on the train is really following her. Okay. And all the music is about trains. (laughs) (laughs) The whole... First of all, no, it begins on a train, so <laughs> yeah. it doesn't need to be like. I part part of me likes the idea, like it could be done. The whole movie could be done on the train, but I hate <laughs> train-based movies. <laughs> I saw Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, yeah, and it was like the whole thing's on a train. Yeah, you know, it's like a big game of Clue that movie. Like I get why it's a good movie, but yeah. as far as like curbing ADD, <laughs> it's curbing ADD. It's very hard not to do this in the movie. Uh, check on Insta. Check on my Insta. Um, sh- let me see. So, yeah, we could say some. She's some sort of like federal agent. Yep. She finds out some shit, right? Uh, wait, what type of movie was it? Oh, musical. It's a musical. Okay, I'm trying to just think of the. Okay, I like it. Um, and then the woman, the forty-year-old woman that's following her. It's her assignment, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, somehow, she loses her bag or before she gets on the train. Now she doesn't have her file. She doesn't know who she's following. She was going to study this oh, woman on the shit. train. Oh, shit. That's a great idea. She didn't know. So on the train, she sits next to the person who- But you not know, knowing that that's the person. Not knowing. Now, yeah, that's that's the person she's got to follow because she lost her bag. This secretive woman is also clumsy, we'll add. Yeah. She's clumsy. So it's a it's a musical comedy, yeah, about a woman who's on the run for good because she saw something she wasn't supposed to see, and the woman in her forties is actually the one who's supposed to be following her, yeah. But she's clumsy and she left her bag back, yeah. at the old stop, and she's like, "Oh my god, I don't know that this is like one of the scenes that she's waiting in the train station and someone bumps into her, spills their coffee on her, she gets frazzled, lose her bag, and then she's in the bathroom and she does like her first singing bit, you know." Yeah, she bumps into the the blow dryer thing. Yeah. I know? mean, you're a big uh, mu- you're a big production guy. You could put a, b- a fucking great musical together. Yeah, that doesn't matter with you. Yeah, but fuck musicals, though. You know why aren't you doing musicals? So let's judge both this week. Let's do two little fucking stories on the spot. Yeah, well, well yours was definitely your first one. I had to piggyback off of yours. Yeah, but this one was good. I yeah. like this one. I actually like yours better because the second woman. Is following the first woman, but doesn't know. But doesn't know who she is. Yeah, that makes it for some comedic hijinks. And the girl who's following her is like her job is her only. She has no friends. She has no nothing. And right. the other girl she's following uh, is actually well because like, she left because she left her bag and everything. Yeah, maybe she just piggybacks off of. Mm-hmm. What the woman in her fifties is doing, and she's following her the whole. That's time. what I'm saying. And the person like she's got to stay with her. She's got to do all these. The girl things. on the run is sweet to her great to her yeah and then you know they get to the hotel and she goes you can just fucking stay with me because i feel so bad and then or i need i need it i need i need someone to watch my back yeah and then at the hotel she gets a phone call. she's like i have to use the the phone so she goes down to like the bar and she calls like whoever she reports to and yeah. it's like hey i'm i'm in the city but i don't you know I don't whatever and they go get to a computer we'll send it over and she sees it on the computer but she's like, this is the person you want me to fo-? like, you know. And then she goes, she's like, kind of uh, unsure of how she does. She's not, you know. And then she kills the girl and herself. <laughs> yeah. And just to be clear, she has to kill herself. <laughs> it's the only way Chris's movies end. <laughs> Man, this all the movies written by Every- Chris Miles. They're, they're, the main character kills them. Pretty dark. At the, yeah, they all end in main, main character suicide. just kills themselves after yeah. every movie. <laughs> Well, uh, that's the story on the spot for this week. Now let's jump into this week's match of the week. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> uh, match of the week, my friend. I'm actually going to uh, recommend on Netflix mm. Zion. Didn't I don't if you. It's it's 11 minutes long or like 17 minutes long, something like that. It's like really short. It's under 20 minutes, and it's about this wrestler Zion. I forget his full name. He has no lower torso. Oh, shit. So 
he, I don't know if he has below, like it goes up really high. Like he's all, I mean, uh, yeah, he's, I said lower torso. <laughs> I meant legs. <laughs> I, I, oh, the word, <laughs> the appendages I was looking for are legs. Are legs. I said lower torso. <laughs> you ever hear the Norm McDonald joke about legs? No. What? And he goes, yeah, I think, he goes, I think that if you're going to race, I think one of the qualifications should be that you have legs. <laughs> what is that in context to? Well, he's just talking, you know, uh, Norm. He's yeah. just all over the place. And he goes, imagine going back and being like, I lost to a guy in a race. He didn't have any legs. Yeah. I feel like you could probably say this. Well, the thing is, this guy Zion is, he is jacked. Yeah. Like I've he, seen this kid, though. You've seen him? Yeah, yeah he's I probably, haven't seen the documentary, but I've yeah. seen him. It's a really quick just glimpse into like... I don't know. His, That's pretty cool. His, his quick wrestling history. And uh, kid, right when he was born, his mom's like, well, I don't want him. Like, and so, so like, right. Fuck. And uh, he was like beaten and abused. He was in nine foster homes. Oh, my God. And, and you know what he says? He says the most sad shit. He goes, but I, I probably deserved all the abuse because I probably wasn't a good kid. And it's like. Oh, he's he's blaming himself for being a kid. Yeah, like for all being kids a child. suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fuck. And then this lady adopted him. He was sixteen, and uh, he went on to wrestle. And he's literally just like a powerhouse. And to watch him wrestle, it's like savage. Yeah, super savage. That's great. That's awesome. And uh, it's just a quick little like cool insight. I, you know, I let my inner bitch conquer me a lot. You know. <laughs> I like today. I should have worked out, and I let my inner bitch go. Why you Just go. Just go to the gym. I got up at seven to go work out, and the next thing I know, I it was like nine ten, and I was like, "What a what a dick! What a dick!" You think Zion's oversleeping? <laughs> no, of course not. This guy's up. At, oh, you know where I saw him? He was in the gym with The Rock. Yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say he's popular on like Instagram. Yeah, he was like, on. He was in the gym with The Rock. Yeah, and I was like, damn, this dude's fucking jacked. He's super jacked. Well, yeah. I was watching him work out. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, he was like outlifting The Rock. Maybe yeah. not quite, but I was yeah. like, damn, dude. Uh, match of the week for me. Let's see. I'm gonna pull something out of a hat real quick. We're gonna go Survivor Series 1995. <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart against Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Uh, really, really, really good match. Um. One of the first early table spots you'll ever see in WWE happened in this match. Um, just so good. Just so, so good. If you're an old school wrestling fan, you'll appreciate it. New school even, you'll you'll appreciate what they're doing. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on all of your social media platforms. And subscribe to us on iTunes. We'll catch you guys next week. 